Welcome to the Boneyard with Steve Robertson. As always, I am your good friend and host, Steve Robertson. On the Maroon Friday edition of The Yard, hope things are well with you wherever you are today. It's a good day here in Stargo. It's nice, cool-ish, sunny, clear. And we're playing football tomorrow. For better or for worse, we're playing football tomorrow. I remember a time not too long ago we would have done just about anything to see our team play, win or lose. But uh, there's a lot of uh, varying opinions out there about Mississippi State playing the game this week, and uh, we're going to get into that uh, after the first break. You know, what, what's the what's the point playing this ball game? Why are we playing this ball game? Do we really only have uh, 49 players? And you know, it's it's uh, it's a dynamic situation to say the least. But the SEC office has signed off on Mississippi State playing against the University of Georgia on Saturday. So those courageous young men that are representing you will take the field on Saturday, for better or for worse. Win or lose, they're going out there to play for themselves, to play for this university, and play for this football program and for all of you. And they're worthy of our respect. They're worthy of our support. So whether you agree on playing the game or not, you know, I don't think anybody conducted a Twitter poll or an opinion poll to decide to poll the fan base if, if we should play the game. That hasn't stopped people from sharing their opinions on the matter. But we're going to go play the game. My honest opinion is I think it's the right thing to do. I think as long as you can safely play the game and the players want to play the game, you go play the game. There are a lot of rumors out there, uh, you know, some, some within the Ole Miss fan base media that are suggesting due to their Mississippi State sources, and if you believe that anybody in the Ole Miss, Ole Miss fan base media has sources at Mississippi State, you're dumber than you ought to be. you got a brand-new staff that came in here from out of state. There's nobody here connected to Ole Miss. It's sometimes people, you know, create these things to add some validity to their own uh, delusions of grandeur and that sort of stuff. And so they, they want to attach somebody else to it. Hey, well, according to this, according to this source, and it's good friend here, uh, what's so funny too is so many of them didn't have sources during all the Ole Miss scandal, but I, I had Ole Miss sources. They didn't have them or they chose not to use them. You know, it's incredible. <laughs> it's, it's incredible that uh, they didn't know what was going on on their own campus, but now they seem to know what's going on on ours. But we'll not waste any more time on that. Bulldog Burger Company, never a waste of time. Bulldog Burger Company with two locations to serve you right here on University Drive in Stark Vegas and on Gloucester Street in Tupelo. So here's the deal. If you're looking for a great place to go break bread, and I believe I'm going to go do so tonight at Bulldog Burger Company right here in Starkville. I think that's going to happen. Leaning towards that possibility. You can go by and have a great restaurant-quality hamburger. You can have a tremendous salad. You can have an adult beverage. You can have some fine desserts. You can have those spring rolls. And you got to have the spring rolls. I mean, I don't know that the experience is, is complete without the spring rolls. Go by, check them out. Let them serve you. And listen, Saturday, if you're looking for a great place to go watch the game, look no further than Bulldog Burger Company. Again, you can have an adult beverage there. You can congregate with the other fans. It's a festive-type atmosphere. And we need as much of that as we can get these days. It's not as bad as it was during the mandatory quarantine, but I don't know how long all this is going to last, good, bad, or indifferent. So let's enjoy today. Let's enjoy what we have. Let's enjoy having the opportunity to go watch our team play football. Uh, and uh, if you're looking to find a place to do that, Bulldog Burger Company, absolutely happy to have you. Bulldog Burger Company, the place for people in Starkville and Tupelo, go to meet, M-E-A-T. I also want to apologize to you guys. The, uh, you know, may have noticed there have been some ads playing out of sorts. So this company that I work with that handles that stuff for me, um, they're just kind of dropping those things in there. I think I've got that figured out now. So hopefully with this episode, 
that will kind of be a thing of the past. And so I apologize for that. And it's, I can only plead ignorance. You know, it's like I had a couple people reach out to me and say, hey, Steve, this is happening. And thank you guys for doing so. It's not a bother to me. I don't take those kind of things personally. If something's not right, let me know. And I'll do my best to fix it. So I reached out to the company. And I said, hey, maybe it's something that I'm doing. Maybe it's something you guys are doing. I want to bring it to your attention. Let me know how to fix it. They have sent me a video, which I love, uh, a video to kind of explain, okay, here's how you do it kind of step by step. And so I think I've got to get a handle on it. So if it happens again, reach out, let me know. And then I'll go back to them and say, hey, the fix you gave me didn't work. I think I've got a handle on it now. So we'll, we'll kind of see how things go. I was kind of moving the wrong thing around. And so... You had some ads dropping in there mid-sentence. And so, again, many, many, many apologies. Many, 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 many apologies. So hopefully I can improve your listener experience by removing that uh, intrusion. There's nothing worse than you're in the middle of the sentence. Next thing you know, they drop an ad on you. But at the end of the day, it's my show. It's my fault. I should have taken more responsibility to make sure it was happening. And I wasn't aware of it until you guys told me and so i believe i've taken corrective action so uh let's kind of move forward with that so mississippi state getting ready to go play the university of georgia 49 scholarship players will make the trip there will be more than 49 players on the trip though and people say yeah but see they're just walk-ons well london craft is one of those two and london craft is one of your starting safeties I'm not going to sit here and try to sit try to convince you that we're going to go over there and win the ball game or keep it close because i don't believe that I do think that these young men are very courageous, and, and uh, you know, many of them could have opted out because, you know what, we've had some other guys opt out. We're going to opt out too. You know, and you can't stop them. But they chose not to do that. There was uh, some rumors running around, you know, when Marcus Murphy opted out that we had another defensive starter that was considering following suit. He didn't do it. You know, he's, uh, you know, spoke with his family and said, you know what, that's, that's not what I want to do. That's not who I am. I want to have an opportunity to go out here and play. I'm healthy and uh, understand, too, that uh, he's got a grandmother that, uh, that, it, that may not have long to live, and uh, she wants to see him play. And so there are other aspects and all this stuff, too. You know, sometimes we think of, you know, we're, they're doing this, uh, you know, for their family, and um, sometimes it works the other way. You know, I'm not, sometimes you opt out. As in Marcus Murphy's situation, you know, as a, as a, uh, with a young man that's got a, you know, a child with some special needs. I mean, that's the responsible thing to do. So, yeah, he did it for his family. But this young man understands that, uh, you know, his grandmother may not have many opportunities to see him play. So he stayed in for his family. And so it's a different deal. And uh, I think that is a really cool thing. And I don't, listen, I don't judge anybody for the decisions they make. I would sit here and tell you that I don't like you when people judge me, but the truth of the matter is I don't care. I don't care. And I suspect these young men that have made these decisions feel the same way. And listen, everybody is – it's a lot easier to make the decision when you have support. People come out, hey, see, we understand. It's okay. We understand. Nobody wants to be branded as selfish, but sometimes you have to be selfish in matters such as these. But Mississippi State is going to go put 49 scholarship players. And, and as of yesterday, the dress list, the SEC limit, dress road limit, is 70 players. You know, you've got 120 on the roster in camp. You've got 105, you know, on the roster when you, when you begin camp. And when school starts, it goes to 120. You've got 85 scholarship players. Uh, but the SEC dress list is 70. 
So it's not quite as dramatic as some would suggest that it is, but make no mistake about it, this is not a good situation for Mississippi State. You're going to play a very talented team with only 49 scholarship players. But as of yesterday, we were expected to dress 63, which is still beneath the limit, obviously. Most games, we play about 50 to 55 players. So just about everybody that makes a trip on the scholarship side is probably going to play. I mean, you got some redshirt guys out there that hadn't done a whole lot this year. Uh, you know, Grant Jackson's the name that comes to mind. Grant you know, hasn't played. He might play tomorrow. Bulldog fans, rodeo season is here. That's right, the Dixie National Rodeo. Get ready to roll, man. And uh, I remember being a kid, that was like the biggest highlight for us. My grandmother would get us tickets every year, and me and my brother would wear our cowboy outfits. We'd put our boots on, have our chaps, our vest, and we'd go up there, and just in case one of the cowboys got a little bit scared to get on a horse or a bull, we were willing to do it. Yeah, for sure. Guys, Boots aren't just for going out to a country western bar and doing a little boot scooting. Maybe you got a little Texas two-step in your game. Tacovas can make you look better than ever. Absolutely. And here's the deal, too. That's the thing. The versatility of Tacovas is you can wear them somewhere nice or you can live life where you don't go gently. That's what Tacovas does for you. Yeah, it's a rugged, handsome boot. It's my favorite boot brand, and it should be yours too. Be sure and check them out. Tacovas believes in Western for all people, and you can feel that when you go into their stores, when you walk in, you'll be greeted like family, offered a boot shine and a drink, and maybe even an adult beverage if you prefer, and you can get custom fitted for a new pair of Tacovas boots. You can get custom leather stamping or branding, whatever you need to make it feel somewhat individual. Look up your closest store at tecovis.com. But if you can't make it to a store, Tecovis delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And you know what, partner? Point your toes west. Today's podcast is brought to you by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. What's the best way to help you and your finances thrive? The answer can be overwhelming with all the financial misinformation out there. Fortunately, you can turn to Nerd Wallet's objective finance journalists to set things straight and help you make smart decisions with your own money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bill so I don't dread April every single year. Managing finances with a partner without causing a breakup. Putting away more money for retirement since I'm not going to do this podcast forever. Sorry, folks. And also boosting my credit score since good credit is like a real-life cheat code. Saving for an emergency fund because life is like a good movie. It loves a good plot twist. The nerds also explain the real impact that the latest financial headlines could have on your life. Weekly financial check-ins with smart money help you spend more time doing what matters and less time worrying about what doesn't. Let NerdWallet's trusted experts untangle today's web of financial misinformation. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. And I think you've got to go into this ball game with kind of almost looking at it as a scrimmage game. I mean, you go out there and play your very best, but I think it's an opportunity to get some guys some reps. And listen, we've got Ole Miss next week. And there again, there's some people in that fan base media think we're trying to dodge the game. Uh, I don't think that's ever been the case. You know, they've dodged us before. You know, wouldn't play us for a few years. They thought they were above us. And then we played them and beat them 65 or nothing. Uh, don't know if that's going to happen this go-around. 
But uh, listen, Mississippi State uh, is a competitive program. Mississippi State has a competitive head coach in Mike Leach. We have a competitive and ultra-competitive athletic director in John Cohen. We've got a competitive president, Dr. Mark Keenum. Those guys are not going to tuck tail and run and look for excuses to get out of a ball game. If we get beat, we get beat. But we're not going to quit. That's not who we are. That's not at all who we are. I think it's important for us to kind of remember our identity here. We go out there and play the game. They beat us 40, 50 to nothing. Then, then uh, that's just something we'll have to live with for a while. But all these conspiracy theories about how Mississippi State has been trying to kind of bleed this thing down so they could get out of the egg ball is complete horse hockey. I would say something else, but this is a family show. But right now the focus is on the University of Georgia. So we'll work through all this. The, the playing was somewhat delayed, but uh, yeah, I think they were supposed to leave around 11, didn't get in the air to around 1 o'clock. But uh, they're on their way to Athens to go play a football game. And most people aren't giving us a chance to win, but let's be honest, even at full strength, most people aren't giving us a chance to win. We have not played well. There has not been anything to really inspire confidence that has happened uh, you know, since we beat LSU. KJ Costello still unavailable. I was told earlier this week that he was back out there, but he was not a full participant in practice. I don't know what that means long term, but Will Rogers is going to be your starting quarterback tomorrow against University of Georgia. Can get a road start in his second start. Malik Heath, unavailable tomorrow. Probably Will Rogers' favorite target. He's unavailable. Hearing that we're going to have some uh, some depth issues at linebacker as well. That that'll really show up against that Georgia running game. While they throw it around a little bit, at the end of the day, they want to run the football. They want to control the line of scrimmage. They want to physically dominate you. And, and listen, we've got some guys up front. There's some dudes. But with Nathan Pickering opting out, that's one less dude that we can get out there and really compete with. Now, Jaden Crumbity has been the starter and has played the lion's share of the reps. Cam Young has played a little bit and did a good job against Vanderbilt that I thought. But there's no excusing and no you know, explaining away the loss of Nathan Pickering. One of your most talented defensive players. And guy's probably got some pro potential. He's opted out. Now, I'm told he's not going to enter the portal. You know, so we'll see how things progress. But uh, I, know that the, uh, I know that the family has had some, uh, some issues, some medical issues with, you know, in recent months. And so, you know, everybody has to make a decision that they feel is best for them. But that's not going to help us against that run again tomorrow night, not having Nathan Pickering. It's a loss. Some people have tried to make a big deal about the Powers Warren uh, opting out. Powers Warren has not dressed for Mississippi State since the Kentucky game. Uh, got banged up in fall camp. I think he has appeared in six career games at Mississippi State. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Dante Jones is not playing either. Nobody's made a big deal out of that, but he opted out some time ago. Nobody wrote a story, though. You know, and so, yeah, the bottom line is, is there's no good way to spin any of this, and nor should anybody try. We're going to go play a very talented team with a very thin, very handicapped roster that's going to have some real weak spots in some personnel groups. But we're still going to play. I, you know, I, I think that's worthy of your respect. They have mine. And we may go over there and get our brains beat in. But I think it's better than opting out. You know, and it's one of the things, I read these jokes all the time, and I say they're jokes, they're really kind of sad to me. I see some of our fans sometimes out there that say, you know, listen, I'm, I'm ready to opt out. You know what, you can opt out whenever you're ready. 
There's no paperwork to fill out. There's no announcements you need to make. You don't need to you know, type it up in your notes and then screenshot it and tweet it out to the world. If you want to opt out, you can opt out right now. You can take the train. No, just, you know, it's, not, it's not an airport, like as they say, as the meme says, no need to announce your departure. If you want to opt out, opt out. But I'm staying in with the Mississippi State Bulldogs. And there are other people that are ready to opt out on Mike Leach. You know what? You can opt out right now. There's nothing stopping you from opting out. You can go ahead and opt out. You don't have to get in all the Facebook groups and then plead your point and get in every single thread and, and demand to be heard. You can just go ahead and opt out, and you can go, go ahead and uh, you know, get to deer hunting or whatever. It's totally up to you. But I'm opting in with Mike Leach. I'm opting in with the Mississippi State Bulldogs. That's what I'm going to do. I read recently somebody said, oh, you know, well, Steve's always got this cheery disposition. I can assure you there is nobody in my household that would agree with that, at least the last couple of months. I'm not very cheery these days. Matter of fact, I've had a pretty rough week. So I'm not very cheery today. There are some days I get up and, you know, I think to myself, you know, what do I want to do with myself today? Other days I have book signings and that sort of stuff. And they say, well, you know, Steve's got this cheery disposition. It's probably in his best interest, you know, to, to be more positive. Well, actually, you know, it's like the old expression says, if it bleeds, it leads. You know, controversy and bad news gets more clicks than good news does. You know, so there are some people out there that have become, you know, experts and all that. You know, you know, Powers Warren leaves the program. And listen, Powers Warren's a great kid. I got nothing to say about him. But, you know, listen, he was a marginal SEC player when we signed him. We signed him post-signing days. They, you know, D.J. Looney went and got him out of IMG. But he never made an appreciable contribution on the field. Now, that's not throwing shade at the kid. That's just the reality. He hadn't made much of a contribution. That's not to say that he's not a good kid. He is. I know a lot of people that know Powers Warren, they'll tell you. Guy's solid, man. Powers Warren's a guy, too, that has a FaceTime call with his family, and they pray together every single day. Guy comes from a great family. Solid guy. Just not an SEC football player. And you know what? Not all of us are. Most of us aren't. But it's not a big deal that he's not that he opted out because he hasn't been playing. And you say, well, you know, Steve, we, we could use him. Well, we've had three years to use him, and we haven't. Now, you know, if, uh, you know, we, we get a bunch of injuries tomorrow and we just need to put Levin on the field, then, yeah, maybe. And, again, I'm not being critical of Powers Warren. But, you know, when you have guys opt out, you know, sometimes like Colin Hill opting out, that's big. It's huge. You know, obviously there's some, uh, you know, some hard feelings with Colin, some other people earlier this year. You know, maybe that was for the betterment of the team. You still lose his ability. You still lose the SEC's leading running returner in the regular season a year ago. It's a big, that's a bigger deal. But I also understand the constant death by a thousand cuts that Bulldog fans are dealing with. Because it seems like every day something's happening. Either we have a decommitment or we have, you know, somebody gets injured or somebody opts out or somebody tests positive for COVID. It's like every single day. There's this constant drip, 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 drip of negativity. You know, we need something good to happen for the Mississippi State fan base. We do. We need something to celebrate. We need something to get excited about. We need something to cheer for. I don't expect that to happen this week. (laughs) But you know what? If we go out there and we keep the game close and we get to kind of build from there, 
then you know maybe we can find some flashes of things to be excited about in that regard but we need something good to happen to to suggest that it hasn't been a rough stretch for us is to be short-sighted and somewhat blindsided it has been a very 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 difficult stretch for mississippi state fans it's the highest of highs going out there and beating LSU in Tiger Stadium, even though we thought we had a fighter fighting chance. And then coming back and uh, going over October. And it seems like ever since then, it has just been this downward spiral. We salvaged and went over Vanderbilt, and at least it kind of, you know, gave us a moment to kind of catch our breath a bit. But even with the win, you know, we found some things to complain about. Yeah, you because, know, again, you know, we, we go out there and go up 17 nothing, and then we kind of coasted. We didn't do a whole lot, and they made some adjustments and really gave us a tough time. But uh, some people called it an ugly win. I don't think there is such a thing, you know. It's kind of it's kind of like bad pecan pie, you know. It's not really a bad thing. You know, it, it is what it is. You find a way to enjoy what you have. Life is short. It really is. Life is short. Sometimes happiness comes in small doses. So I think it's important to kind of remember when we have something to feel good about rather than rather than throwing shade at it and trying to you know, explain away, well, we, got, we were lucky that we won. I'm just happy we won. I don't care who we played. And it's like people are talking about the, on the message boards that uh, you know, Ole Miss fans are, you know, really wanting to play us with our bad numbers. You know, listen, we, we want to play them every year too. I don't care if we got to play them 11 on 10. You know, I want to go win the ball game. I, I don't care what they're dealing with. I just want to go win the game and keep the egg. I know they feel the same way. I don't judge them any differently. I know they want to beat us just as bad as we want to beat them. And so I don't care about the circumstances. I don't really care about their opinions. I don't really care, you know, when they tag me in tweets. It just doesn't matter to me. It's completely irrelevant to me. I think the mute function on Twitter is one of the greatest functions in in the history of the world. One of the greatest gifts that God's ever given us, the ability to mute people on Twitter. You get the, um, you know, you get the luxury of the mute. You don't have to see their nonsense, and then they don't get the reward of being blocked and be able to screenshot that you blocked them. Exercise that more often. I give Brian Haydad the, uh, the attaboy on that. He's the one who turned me. I used to block people, and he goes, no, nah, no, I don't do that because that gives people what they want. So I just mute them. And then every so often there'll be a thread out there, and they'll say, this is from a poster you muted. And I look, and these people have been talking to me for six months. They've had a one-sided conversation. I haven't seen anything. I just kind of laugh at their commentary. But we're going to get ready to go play a football game tomorrow. I don't expect a good outcome. But I'm still proud of our team for getting on the plane. It's time for another top ten list brought to you by our friends at MyBookie. You guys know MyBookie's been with me a long time. MyBookie understands that it's been a really weird year in sports, man. It's been a weird year in life. You know, we finally get some sports back, but it's with some limitations. You know, you had the NBA bubble, the UFC Fight Island, a conference only schedule in college football for most schools. It's been a year unlike any other. So you need a sports book with offers unlike any other. Get some skin in the game today at MyBookie. You get the odds boost, lightning deals, free bets. that They'll wait you all season long. And with Turkey Day coming up late next week, there's really no better time to feast on some NFL action. Bet on the Steelers. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing my bookie for years, there's no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. 
They also boast a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all your favorite table slot and card games you'd expect to find at your local casino. And the best part is the doors at my bookie never close. So if you continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out, you can put some more skin in the game at the casino. Make the right play, sign up today at my bookie, and when you do, use promo code BONEYARD to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a thousand bucks. Terms are simple. You put in two hundred bucks, they'll match you up to a hundred bucks. So if you're already planning a bet this season, you've got a hundred bucks of house money to work with right there. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Top 10 list today. It's brought to you by Chip Peterson. Chip sent me a handful of stuff, and I'm going to sort through that. I've done some of those already. You mentioned Bob Seeger and others. Uh, he's an 80s guy. So we asked about Whitesnake. And Whitesnake, in my mind, is one of the best rock bands. People say, well, that's hair metal. No, it's not. Whitesnake was a rock band long before the hair metal movement really took over. I kind of find that term to be somewhat offensive, to be honest with you. David Coverdale, one of the best blues singers of all time. Love David Coverdale. Took my oldest son, Arnie, to see Whitesnake, and I told him ahead of time, I don't know if you're ready for this. You know, we'd been to a lot of bands, seen people in clubs and that sort of stuff, but I said, you know, we're going to go down to an arena and we're going to see Whitesnake. I don't know if you're ready to ride the snake. We went down there. We went to 13 shows that year. He and I did it together. At the end of the year, I asked him, what was your favorite show? He said, Daddy, it's Whitesnake. Those guys are real rock stars, and yes, they are. They don't look like a guy that got off work at Subway and then picked up a guitar and got on stage. It's a real deal. So here we go, Whitesnake. Here's some honorable mentions. Children of the Night. That's off of the, uh, the, the self-titled album. Give Me More Time. That's off uh, Slide It In. And then Sailing Ships off the Slip of the Tongue album. Crying in the Rain also from the self-titled. And then Wings of the Storm also from Slip of the, of the Tongue. Wings of the Storm. That's the one album with Steve Bowen guitar. I think Wings of the Storm is probably his best Whitesnake solo. It was incredible. Uh, go check it out. It's a different tune. It's a, B, it's a B-side. They didn't release it as a single, but I think you'll dig it. So here's my top ten Whitesnake list. The definitive Whitesnake list. Number ten, Bad Boys. Bad Boys off the self-titled album. Got to hear them play that live. Couldn't believe it. It was incredible. Number nine, one of the ballads, The Deeper to Love off the uh, Slip of the Tongue album. This was a huge hit for them, and the guitar on it is incredible. Number eight, also from the same album, Judgment Day. Kind of a minor single for them, but uh, good vocals on that one. Number seven, going back to my favorite White Snake album, Slide It In. It's Love Ain't No Stranger. Great video. I wish they would remaster that album again, though. I think uh, I'd love to be able to hear it at full volume in the car. Number six, the first ballad off of the uh, self-titled album, when, which helped make Tawny Katane a superstar. She was already a, a great uh, actress in some cool movies with, uh, you know, Witchboard and Bachelor Party and, and all the rest. But uh, Whitesnake made her a um, superstar. But uh, it's this love, cool track, cool song. Number five, there have been some times in my life this has been my favorite Whitesnake song. Depends on what time of night it is, I guess. But it's uh, Slow and Easy. Take me down, Slow and Easy. Number four, and I like, okay, there's two versions of this song. And Whitesnake, you know, has covered a couple of their own songs before. You know, Crying in the Rain is one. But this is one. They re-recorded Fool for Your Lovin' on the Slip of the Tongue album with Steve Vai on guitar. And it absolutely rips. Uh, I love the guitar solo on it. I think David's vocal, vocals are better. But Fool for Your Lovin'. 
that's uh, that, that's the one for sure. Uh, number three for me, and I forgot to mention slide it in in the uh, honorable mentions, so please forgive me. But number three for me, the top three are all off the same album. Tommy Aldridge, Jackson, or Pearl, Mississippi's Tommy Aldridge played on this album. Number three for me is Give Me All Your Love Tonight. You can do anything you want. Just give me all of your love tonight. Number two, and I think we can go back and forth here, but number two for me is Still the Night. And uh, I love the video. The video, that was like kind of the first introduction to Whitesnake into the mainstream in America. That great video. But uh, number one, you know, you know, it's Here I Go Again. And what's interesting, too, is like everybody kind of identifies to that song, whether we've, uh, you know, the whole part about uh, going down the only road I've ever known, like a drifter, I was born to walk alone. Most of us sing that, and uh, we've never really been alone. But uh, maybe we just have been, you know, emotionally or spiritually. But uh, be that as it may, here I go again. That's it. That's the number one Whitesnake song. I, I know you guys will dig that. I hope you enjoy the list. I hope that you uh, have other ideas. And listen, just like Chip did, shoot them to me. Here's some ideas, knock them out. And I've had some people ask me for some band, some off-the-wall bands that I don't even know if they're 10 songs, much less a top 10. But um, we might have even done Whitesnake before. I don't think we have. But even if we have, it's always good to talk about it again. So that's my Whitesnake list. I hope you enjoyed that. Royal had the playlist up uh, sooner rather than later. All right. Uh, that reminds me, listen, we're going to be spending a lot more time indoors. Could be uh, another national quarantine, which means that, you know, sometimes – some people live life kind of hygiene optional. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, I don't have to go out today. Maybe I don't have to get a shower today. Maybe I don't have to shave today. Maybe I don't have to change clothes today. That's not me, but there are some of you like that. Oh, well, I got to get up and do this. If I got to go to town or do this. Uh, let me encourage you. Don't slack on the hygiene. Don't slack on the manscaping. Don't do it. It's a part of life now. So, if you're looking to kind of keep up to date on that stuff, let me encourage you, visit manscaped.com. And you can get the new Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. It's waterproof with advanced skin-safe technology to reduce nicks and cuts. It even has a light to help you with the closest shave ever. The Weed Whacker Ear, Nose, and Hair Trimmer can help you whack those nasty weeds your delicate holes. Man, tell me I'm not going to have to deal with, uh, with ear hair as I get older. I've got enough hair to cover it, but my goodness, I would hate for like my dreads to catch into that stuff. Uh, this product has uh, proprietary skin-safe technology as well to help prevent those nicks, snags, and tugs. We don't want those. The performance package also includes the Crop Preserver. It's a deodorant for your more intimate areas and protects against chafing. Also, the Crop Reviver gives your boys a little fresh look and a fresh scent. Maybe you're on the other side of the wall and you don't know when your next shower is going to be. The Crop Mop Wipes are for you. You got smelly feet, and some of you do. Your friends are just scared to tell you. Manscaped can help with foot dust or foot deodorant. Made to fight odors for even the dirtiest of feet. You want to smell good everywhere. It's good because the refined cologne by Manscaped is a clean and fresh scent designed for the refined gentleman. On top of everything, they've even thrown in the shed travel bag to carry your goods and the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer brief to hold the entire package together. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use promo code BONEYARD at manscaped.com. During the winter... You're going to be spending more time inside, and we could have a national quarantine again, so don't let the manscape and slip. You might as well keep yourself looking and smelling beautiful. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with promo code BONEYARD at manscaped.com. Ladies, you may want to take matters into your own hands and order this for your loved one 
for Christmas or maybe just an everyday gift. Maybe some of you guys get gifts all the time. I don't. I'm lucky if I get anything for birthday and Christmas. But uh, maybe you, uh, you know, maybe you treat your significant other to, you know, to free gifts regularly. And maybe Manscapes a gift for both of you. All right, let's look ahead to the weekend. You guys know we, we're only, as of now, we only got one game that has been banged, and that's A&M and Ole Miss, uh, you know, which led to some, some conversations this week where uh, Keith Carter said that Ole Miss may have uh, other opportunities. Turns out they did, and everybody seemed to make it kind of through there. So uh, Ole Miss, A&M both get an, an unscheduled open date. So uh, let's look at what we have here. Uh, Florida at Vanderbilt, I, I believe Derek Mason's coaching for his job, not just with this game, but just in general. Florida is rolling. Even if Dan Mullen kind of showed up at halftime, I think Florida wins this game going away. And here's the thing, too. I, talking to some people in and around the Florida program, you know, they don't have the dudes on defense they have historically. They're kind of getting bound being just kind of pretty good on defense and being great on offense. But um, that won't matter this week. I think it matters down the road. I think it matters against Alabama. I mean, I just don't think that Florida will be able to match up in a secondary against his Alabama receivers, and I think everybody knows it. I don't think that game will be about Dan Mullen playing it tight or coaching it tight. I just think Alabama's a much better team. But, uh, you know, Florida will be back in Atlanta. There will be some enthusiasm for the future. And there will be people like, you know, we've finally gotten back over the hump at the University of Florida. Probably gives them some hope for the future. Okay, LSU and Arkansas, that game is on. It's also going to be uh, you know, an early game. I like the Razorbacks at home, to be honest with you. LSU is a mess, man. I mean, it is a mess. We, you know, that's like we talk about the problems that we've got. You know, they've had these, uh, this investigation about sexual assault allegations, and there's, there's charges against people that, uh, that uh, you know, chose to look the other way on that, including some name players at LSU that were part of an AFL championship. And it's just insane to think about, you know, some of the things that they've dealt with down there. And, uh, and so – I don't know how aware the players are of these things. I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure they're aware of it. I just don't know if it matters to them as much. I mean, it's not. Of course, they love the university and hate to see the football program uh, kind of drawn into controversy. But I don't know that it changes their day-to-day activities. I think they're ready to go play. I think LSU will come out and uh, be ready to go. I think Barry Odom will will do what he can to kind of confuse those young quarterbacks at LSU. And the way that Arkansas secondary is playing. I think they can match up with LSU. I do. I don't know what LSU is going to be able to have uh, to kind of slow them down defensively. But I like the Razorbacks at home. It's, it feels a little silly to say that, but I, I think Arkansas right now is the better team. Kentucky will visit Alabama. That should be a bloodbath in some respects. I mean, Kentucky has no offense. We've talked about that. You know, after they went and beat Tennessee the way they did, I said, you know what, I think I'm wrong about those guys. No, I, I thought I was wrong, but as Mark Twain said, I was mistaken. Kentucky is not good offensively. Terry Wilson is a one-read quarterback, and everybody knows that. They're, they're exploiting that, which is why they've tried to play Joey Gatewood a little bit more. Uh, Alabama should win this game handily. I think it's probably like a 38-10 type game. Tennessee is at Auburn, and uh, I don't think either one of these teams have played the last two weeks, if memory serves me correct. I know Tennessee had lost four in a row, and then they've kind of sat around waiting for a ball game. Auburn is really good at home. I think Auburn, too, athletically matches up with Tennessee. I don't think Tennessee can score. They have really struggled in recent weeks to put points on the board. I think they're going to struggle against Auburn as well. Uh, Missouri at South Carolina, it's the first game of the uh, post-boom era there in Columbia. 
I'm sure they'll come out and they'll be fired up and trying to prove, hey, it wasn't it wasn't us, it was the coaches. I'm ticking, I'm picking Missouri though. I think Missouri's got a lot less to worry about. I think Missouri also uh, may be a little bit rusty, so that that could be one of those ball games that is a little bit, uh, you know, herky jerky for both teams. I think that's probably fair to say. But I like Missouri uh, in that ball game. And then looking at our game, you know, I, I certainly expect Georgia to win. I do think we are good enough defensively to kind of keep it competitive. But I understand, you know, Tyra Sweet, Jordan Davis not going to play. So that really hurts us at the Sam linebacker spot. Uh, and the way they run the football, it's going to be a real issue. I mean, that's going to be a real issue. And so uh, if we were playing full strength, you know, I could see this being, you know, a you know 24 10 type ball game I think State could cover I just don't know if we can do that now I just don't know that we can cover because we've been so anemic on offense and we're going to be losing some of our biggest hitters on defense I don't give our boys much of a chance and uh, and I hate it but uh, I think this is a ball game once the schedule the amended schedule came out we all kind of circled this game as a loss for Mississippi State my hope is, is that it's not a painful loss that we have players get banged up and have to miss next week because uh, you know it, with the season that we're having uh, next week is the most important week because uh, it's the Egg Bowl week, but also, too, you know, it's a game that we all looked at and felt like it was a winnable game. And give Ole Miss credit, they're playing well right now, but uh, you just never know what happens in these games. There have been some times that we have been the far and better team and have come in here and beat us. So uh, I, I think it's one of those deals you just, as they say, you throw out the record books. That ball game is going to boil down to who's available and who wants it. But uh, Georgia, unless Georgia helps us out a lot, and with JT Daniels starting, you know, there could be some. You know, some chemistry issues with the passing game, we'll see. But I just – I think we're going to have a really tough time stopping the Georgia run game. And then that will open up play action. And with our young secondary, it's going to be it's going to be a real issue. And so, I just hope we can survive the ball game and get home and get ready to play again. That's my feeling. All right, Campus Bookmart, longtime sponsors of this show. We, we love them and we love you. And they will love you right back. Go by and check them out. Go by and spend some time with them and spend some money with them. You'll be glad you did. Campus Bookmart, a Stark Villigan institution. Stand the man, Miss Kathy Brown, the lovely talented Susie, the whole crew there, they're happy to take care of you because it's not just business to them. It's a relationship. It really is. If you can't make it to town to see them in person, let me encourage you to visit them at campusbookmart.net. And by being a loyal Boneyard listener, we'll give you a phrase that pays, BSR, which stands for Beautiful Steve Robertson. And that'll get you free shipping on all orders over 50 bucks. Any order less than $50, absolutely incomplete. Let's talk recruiting a little bit. We discussed earlier in the week, Brendan Tolls uh, decommits from Mississippi State. I understand it's really more of a mutual decision. Um, he, and he's a guy, I like him a lot, okay? And uh, let me explain to you what I'm talking about. Great foot speed, great length, great character. Um not the most aggressive kid, but a very, very talented kid and a developmental guy all the way. You know, he is a G5 guy, but with the, you know, when you look at the in-state talent pool this year and your need for corners, it made sense to take him. But, uh, you know, everybody's kind of moved in a different direction now. I've been in contact with Brendan. He's not exactly sure what he's going to do. Uh, he's kind of starting over and kind of seeing what, uh, what the next step is. And uh, just because somebody, you know, maybe they can't play here doesn't mean they're a bad player. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of guys out there that are Division I talents that are not SEC talents, and that could be the case of Brendan Tolls. I think it probably could have worked out, but I do think that he is, he is a project of sorts. I think that you know, he would need a couple of years to develop, and now he'll do that somewhere else. But I absolutely wish him the best. I, I really think a lot of him 
And after watching him play, I went watching him play against Morville. Uh, you know, I was a little bit concerned that he wasn't involved in more tackles, but they were playing him kind of as a one-high safety. And so, and then they were kind of overwhelming Morville. And so there wasn't a lot of plays in the secondary, you know, for him to get to. But, he, you know, he's quick to the ball. He's a guy that looks good out there running around. I think he's got a chance to play football. And I think he's going to do a good job on a college level. But uh, it, it appears at this point that it won't be Mississippi State. So we absolutely wish him the best. Now, so what does that mean at corner? Well, we know Cortez Eatman will likely not be in the class, barring something totally unforeseen. Cortez Eatman is, has been at four schools now. He was at William Penn of the NAIA. Then he was at Independence Community College. He redshirted there, transferred to Mississippi Gulf Coast, left there, went to Holmes, and then didn't even make it through fall camp with them. I don't even know if he's in school anywhere at this point. I don't even know if he's eligible to sign. Who knows? But I don't expect him to be in the class. And so you've got MJ Daniels, the guy that is kind of a hybrid DB that can play some at safety for you or play at corner. Uh, they've talked to him about playing corner. I think ultimately he grows into a safety, but uh, I think early in his career he could probably handle that responsibility at corner. And then, of course, there's, uh, you know, Covington. You know, Marvin Covington out there, Fort Worth kid, recently offered by TCU, got offered from Houston, got offered from Texas Tech. So the in-state offers are obviously very concerning, but Mississippi State has a connection with the staff. Uh, the kid was very excited to get the Mississippi State offer, and so we'll see how things progress. But uh, I do think that uh, – that's one that's going to be tough for State just geographically because of the fact that he's getting a chance to stay at home. You know, we got to hope the lure of the SEC uh, matters to him. And there's a lot of those guys that grow up in Big 12 country that, you know, you know that they almost see the SEC as a rival. You know, they kind of grow up watching, you know, the Red River shootout between Texas and Oklahoma, and that's always been the big game. They dream to play in those kind of games. And so if they can't make the Texas OU roster, they can still go play Texas and OU by picking another Big 12 school. And so that's one of the things you kind of have to overcome. But we looked to, at one point to be in a situation where we were going to take three, possibly four corners, and it looked to be a little bit of overload considering how young we are at corner right now. You could probably use a JUCO corner. You absolutely could. And so expect to see some new names kind of pop up in that regard here in the coming weeks. Uh, with potential junior college candidates at uh, at corner, at defensive back. And uh, you've probably seen recently that State has uh, extended it off a couple of grad transfer guys. And so that's something that we'll monitor too. And I think it's also important to understand, I get this question every single day, either in person, either on Gene's page, either on Facebook or Twitter. Mississippi State can sign 26 players this year. For the 2021 recruiting class, State can sign 26. If the entire roster quits, we can sign 26. That's just the reality of it. And so people are like, oh, well, I thought we could sign 26, but can, what about transfers? Transfers count. So any initial signing, anybody coming to your program new, that counts against your initial counters is what they call that. And you get, State has one left for 2020, which they'll use on a mid-year enrollment guy, and 25 for 2021. That is the reality of it. So we can sign 26. And then so if we have 26 by, by February signing day, then we can't add any grad transfers. We can't add any transfers out of the portal post-spring. I, I don't know where the miscommunication comes in or the confusion comes in, but that's, that's the situation we're in. We can add 26 scholarship players for the signing class 2021, whether they be grad transfers or junior college players or transfers from other programs that go through the transfer portal or uh, initial qualifiers out of high school, that's what we can sign. 
26. Should something change, I'll let you know. But it would require a change in NCAA legislation. Listen, nobody feels sorry for you when you're going through these transitions with new coaches. One thing that I was told from the very beginning, Mike Leach told John Cohen when, they, when we hired him, John, we're going to lose players the first year. We're going to lose players. It's going to be okay. But we're going to lose players the first year. We're going to have guys that don't want to do things the way we want them done. We're going to have guys say, you know what, I think I'm better off going somewhere else, and that's okay. But we're going to lose players. It's painful to deal with that now, which is why we're having 49 scholarship players get on an airplane and fly to Athens, Georgia. It's because, you know, we've had some guys that uh, – some guys got dismissed and we let them call it a transfer. Some other guys just said, you know what, I need to get in the portal to give myself an opportunity to be with somebody in the spring because I'm not going to play here. And there are others who decided, you know what, I'm just going to opt out here and see what my options are later. No player is bigger than the program. No coach is bigger than the program. No administrator is bigger than the program. This is about what's best for Mississippi State. You know, listen, my loyalty to coaches extends as long as they are employed by Mississippi State. Now, I'm still friends with a lot of our former coaches. As a matter of fact, I had one of, our, one of your favorite former coaches call me up a couple nights ago. And we talk. Hey, man, what's going on down there with you guys? You know, how are you? How are things with this? How's the book? You know, and so we have a chance to talk about those things. But, you know, once they leave here, you know, good luck to you. And so I've got no reason to sit here and tell you that, you know, hey, well, you know, Joe Moorhead did this and Joe Moorhead did that. You know, I think Joe did the best he could. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't the right time, and it just wasn't good enough. That's where we sit. You know, Dan Mullen recruited players to run a specific offense. So we're dealing with some of that a little bit too, but not not as much. I mean, a lot of those guys are better. I mean, Darian Parker is a John Hevesy signee, and he's probably our best offensive lineman, you know. But you've got some guys on the roster that were, you know, kind of recruited to do something else that really aren't capable of doing this. It doesn't mean they're bad players. It just means they're not the right fit. And there are some other guys out there that, you know, they don't want to be held accountable. That's just, you know, that's as plain as I can say it. There are some guys out there that say, you know what, I don't want to do all these things. I don't want to do the leech beach. I don't want to be tough. Oh, I'm not, I know that I'm not playing now, but when I get in the transfer portal, somebody's going to see me and say, I remember that kid. I wanted him so bad. Let me hitch my employment wagon to him, even though he couldn't play at Mississippi State. You know, It's incredible how some of these guys are, that uh, you know, some leave and they think they're going to go to Alabama. You know. Um, <laughs> but they don't. They end up at Alabama State or Alabama A&M. You know, everybody thinks when they go in the portal, that's going to be, you know, the, the keys to the kingdom. And all of a sudden, you know, these offers start showing up from schools that uh, – these directional schools that you play in a non-conference. No, well, wait a minute. I thought, wait, I thought Georgia might want me. You mean Notre Dame's not looking for a scratch-and-dent linebacker? You know, it's not as easy as some make it out to be. And listen, we've learned on the other side of this thing – uh, you know, after two years, there's not a lot of value for us in a scratch-and-dent quarterback market. You know, we bring Tommy Stevens in, and we're thinking, okay, well, Joe will be able to get the best out of him because he knows how to run his system, and then the poor kid couldn't stay healthy. You bring in K.J. Costello, who is arguably the most accomplished player in the portal and not named J.T. Daniels, and he can't stay healthy. 
and he struggled to pick up the offense. And so that's one of the things I think a lot of fans are wondering is like, you know, are we ever going to go through this again? I mean, I can understand adding some competition to the room. You know, you're going to take a junior college walk-on guy every now and again or, you know, transfer to a kid that can pay his own way. There's a lot of people that want to come play in the Mike Leach offense. But we're going to be really young in a quarterback room next year. I mean, that's just, that's just kind of how it is. That's just how it's going to be. If you're looking to move to Starkville, let me remind you, too, that our friend Brooks Bryan, you guys know Brooks. Brooks has done a great job for uh, Mississippi State baseball. And, um, you know, Brooks is now part of this new development that, uh, that they're going to uh, open the portico, the portico housing development right here in Starkville, right off Garrett Road, 1.1 miles from campus, easy access, 2582. And that's, listen, that's part of the fun, right, is dodging all that traffic on 12. There's going to be 51 houses total in development with 18 houses in the first phase that are approaching completion. we 33 houses in the second phase. That'll begin next year. Houses will range from 1,300 to 2,000 square feet, from two-bedroom, two-bath, up to four-bedroom, four-bath. Portico includes a walking trail and a pavilion area. Brooks is one of the developers, and he can give you more information. And if you want to talk to him, about uh, that big catch where he robbed a home run against the University of Washington to send us to Omaha. I'm sure he is more than happy to, uh, to share those memories with you. 601-416-8075. Again, that's 601-416-8075. Portico, that's the way to go. So, going to be a little bit shorter show today, but let me get out the door and tell you about a couple things. We... Uh, you know, we've had the book signings, and uh, I had a guy that came and visited with me, and we spoke about the game of change. He was a student here at the time, and he was among the students that went to Dean Culver's house and kind of had the peaceful sit-ins out in the yard and, and um, you know, to kind of show their support for our basketball team that wanted to go play in the NCAA men's tournament. We had never been in it before. We'd always been denied the opportunity to go. And he said he was out there, and the students were all peaceful. And, and uh, that next thing you know, Dean Colvert opens the door and walks out and says, I want to thank you young people for being here. You have been heard. And he said they all took that as an affirmative, that something good was about to happen. And then the crowd dispersed. And then shortly before, because, you know, we'd already accepted the, the bid at this point, they had a pep rally for the team. And only the second teamers came out. And so some of the, some of the savvy students realized, hey, well, where's Joe Dan Gold? Where's Leland Mitchell? What's going on here? Where's Red Stroud? Well, those guys were already in hiding. They kept them separated. And we were able to kind of visit about this, and he shared some insight that I never knew. And, uh, again, it goes back to people always say, well, you know, in the moment we didn't appreciate how important this was to the history of the state of Mississippi. These guys wanted the opportunity to go win you a national championship. They had been denied the opportunity to go compete, and a lot of it was about Bailey Howell. They felt a lot of allegiance and loyalty to Bailey Howell. They felt, you know what, Bailey was the best player in the country, not named Wilt Chamberlain, and he didn't get to go play. And so they wanted to go and kind of build upon the program that Bailey had helped build. What, three SEC championships and never got a chance to go play? We could have won it all. Could have won it all. Absolutely could have. Didn't get a chance to go play. 
We uh, had a book signing Tuesday over at the, the Grapevine in Columbus, and uh, if you weren't able to make it, they, uh, they have signed copies of all three books there. Had people come by and you know, share their own stories. And like the, one of the ladies that came and met with me, she said, hey, I don't know if you know this, but there's the picture of the players getting on the plane to go play the game of change. And there's a guy that's shaking hands with Joe Dan Gold, and that's my dad. That's my dad. And she said, it makes me really proud when I see that picture, you know, to know that he was there. And uh, she said the caption says a random Mississippi State fan wishes the team well. Well, it wasn't a random State fan. He, he was an employee of the airport, you know. But it goes to show you that these moments, that they happen. And sometimes for us it feels almost like, uh, you know, that it's, you know, some faraway time or whatever and, you know, something that we're unfamiliar with. But these are real people that had real families and real lives that left a real legacy. And I enjoy those visits. I enjoy when people come by and share their Mississippi State stories. I was at the Y'all Lifestyle store yesterday with Bo Bounds. You guys can go by there and left some signed books there as well. You can go by and if you're in the township and go get those books and uh, enjoyed visiting with Bo. Enjoyed, uh, you know, kind of just kind of talking about what's going on with Mississippi State sports. You know, and, and listen, we all share in the same concern. Bo and I talk a lot on the radio. We talk a lot off the radio. But uh, sometimes when you get together and you get away from the mics, I mean, you know, sometimes, you know, some honest feelings come out and say, listen, here's what I really think, and, and here's how I feel, and here's what I think is going to happen. And I think Bo and I are both in agreement that uh, Bulldog fans need to kind of buckle in for a while because uh, we're not going to be making any changes, you know, for a while. Mike Leach is going to be given every opportunity to be successful here at Mississippi State, as well he should. Left there and went to Persnickety for the first time and had a huge signing there. Very, 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 very nice place right there on the main street in Madison. You can go by and check it out. The place smells incredible. And I asked him, I said, what, what is that smell? And she said, it's just Persnickety. It's just a combination of everything in here. It is a wonderful place uh, run by some great folks. I got to meet uh, Ben and Randy wonderful people and uh you know it's it's one of those things too to hear the stories to hear ben talk about you know some things that i was unaware of i don't know if you guys knew this but uh, we had some female students that graduated from mississippi state college back in the late 1800s think about that for a second you know we're talking in the infancy of the university i mean the university was founded in 1878 and then before the turn of the century we had female graduates because they were the daughters of uh, you know, members of the faculty. They're able to get their degree at Mississippi State. I didn't know that. I didn't know we had women students that far back. And those are stories that are worth telling. I think it's an amazing story. Come to find out, one of those people is uh, like a great-grandmother of his. And uh, we all are connected in all of this in some capacity. And again, I left a bunch of books at Persnickety, too. So anytime that I, I have a book signing at one of these retail establishments, we leave books behind. But if you, if you can't make it and you can't go by there and support our local vendors and uh, you need to order online, you can do so at alphadogsthebook.com. That's D-A-W-G-S, alphadogsthebook.com. You can get Alpha Dogs, Flim Flim, and Stark Villains there. And I've been teasing you guys, and I told you on Monday I'll give you all the details. I'm, uh, I'm going to be meeting with some people tomorrow, and uh, some cool things are happening. And uh, I will give you all the scoop on Monday, all that I'm allowed to tell you. But uh, some cool things are happening. That's why I'm not going to Athens, Georgia. 
And so I'm going to get all that stuff done. I'm going to come home. I'm going to cover the ball game remotely from here as best I can. Dave Murray will be on the scene for us. He'll write the gamer. And uh, you know, we're going to do the best we can. You know, it's um, – you know, it's not something when the Bulldogs are out of sight, they're out of mind for us. You know, we understand we've got a responsibility to cover this team home or away, and uh, we're going to do as good a job for it if we possibly can. But um, I regret that I won't be there. But uh, what I'm working on this weekend is pretty big, and uh, I'll share you all the details on Monday. If you're looking for Stark Villains gear, let me encourage you to go to StarkVillains.com. If you're local, you can find the Stark Villains T-shirt and hoodie in – your school's school colors. How cool is that? It's getting cooler. Kids love the hoodies, and you should too. Especially, that's the cool thing too, when you wear your mask and put your hoodie up, but you're really incognito. People don't know who you are. But you can identify as a Stark villain. I encourage you to do so. I'll be back on Monday, and we'll give you the scoop about what happened this weekend, and we'll talk about uh, the weekend that was. And, you know, there's a reason we go play the games. And uh, there was a time not too long ago when I would have done anything just to be able to see our guys play win or lose and uh that that feeling has not left me as we said on the show before half a loaf is better than no bread at all but uh, it's easy to get caught up in all this sometimes because you know we get down 21 nothing i mean i want to turn the tv off too you know when i'm sitting in the press box and we're not playing well i want to get up and leave too but uh you know we got a job to do but i also remember that uh wasn't too many months ago i was thinking man i would do anything to see mississippi state play i would do anything to see them play well, now they're playing, and it's going to be long odds tomorrow against a very talented team. My hope is that our Bulldog family will be supportive on social media as best they can. And you know what? You may not agree with our administration. You may not agree with our coaching staff, but you've got to get support those players. You've got to support the players because they've made a choice to continue to represent you under some very difficult circumstances. They're playing for each other, but they're playing for you. They're representing you. And so I ask you to, res- to show some respect for that, co- that level of commitment. Until next time, let's all live our lives in a way we'll make more friends than enemies and people can see a difference in the way we live.